0: Hallelujah, hallelujah. During that worship, I couldn't help but know that God knows exactly where everybody's heart is in this room. God knows exactly whether you're worshiping, whether you're telling him how much you love him. He knows exactly where you're at. I just kept thinking about that. and I'm going, Lord, I give you praise and I give you glory because he knows. He knows where our hearts are. He knows if we're thinking about this afternoon, if we're thinking about that roast, like I talk about a lot. He knows what we're doing. Amen. He knows what we're doing. And this, this, we're, we're, we want to develop an atmosphere of worship where He can come in and sit down and do whatever He wants to do. Don't we? We do want that, don't we? We want, we want an atmosphere here where He can come in and, if He wants to make a leg appear that hasn't been there for years. We want him to do that. That's what my heart's after. And our hearts have to be unified in an area of worship. Amen? I want to see people delivered from drug addiction. You know, and as we as we fill this area with the presence of the Lord... It's going to reach out there and grab people in our community that need Jesus, that need delivered, that need saved, that need healed. Amen. It's going to it's going to bring them in. Amen. So think about that when we're worshiping. God knows where you're at. God knows your heart. He knows what what's going on with you right then. And so um, trust him to be able to to meet the needs that you have. Amen. Kids, you can go quietly. Um, One thing that I forgot to announce was uh, um, today at different schools, there is prayer going on. Um, This is a list of all the schools, and I believe they're just in in Marshalltown. Um, I know when we pray for schools, we pray for all of the surrounding communities. Um, But... um, these, uh, there's a list, there's two lists out there. <laughs> we got lots of lists going on. But there's two lists out there on the chair of the name of the school and who's hosting that prayer and where, where you go to pray. And that's, um, I believe it's at 7 o'clock. Yeah, 7 tonight. 7 tonight. And so I just want you to be aware of that. The list looks like this, and there's two of them if you want to see where, where to go to pray. Okay? Also, I just want to thank everybody that helped um, stuff these little bags and we put, um, this is a resurrection. It's a little notebook with stickers and crayons. And there's, we stuffed, uh, and put a couple of little bomb bombs or suckers in there and we stuffed 1200 of them this week. And so these are the things that we need, um, people handing these out during the parade to kids and then there'll be flyers that will be handed out letting people know about the fundraiser that's going to be across from the church and there are five inflatables that are being rented so if you got kids or people you know that have kids be sure and bring them there's a donation thing that they will need to do we'll have those flyers coming up donations that they'll bring and they'll get tickets every family that brings a a donation will receive a free meal and so there'll be hot dogs, chips, and cookies, and uh, drink for families that are coming in. And we want to use it as an outreach tool as well, as bring donations in for the schools. Um, one of the main things that schools needed was clothes. It, it didn't used to be that way when I was a kid, but then that was a long time ago. So, But, but nowadays it's underwear and socks, it's uh, hats and mittens. And a lot of things like that that kids, uh, that the teachers are asking for in the schools. So we're we're going to do that, and that will be coming up as Jerry announced uh, October first across the road. Okay, any other announcements? <laughs> Let me ask myself. Um, I think that's it. Okay, so we're going to be talking about hearing God's voice, which is so important for every believer to be able to hear God's voice and know they can hear God's voice. Did you know that you can hear God's voice right now? Right now you can hear his voice. I I okay, well I have my list, but the Lord never goes with my list. But anyway, my husband, when he was working a painting, kids would come up to him. He always had headphones going and always had the Word of God going or he had scriptures, he had uh teachings going or whatever. Usually it was the Word of God it had the Bible on cassette and he have it in his hip pocket. Then he have his headphones on and so kids would come up to him and he would say Do you want to hear God talking? They go, yeah. So he'd take off his headphones and put them on the kids' ears. And and they would listen to the Bible because it is God talking, right? And so that's what we have to do as a believer. We have to know that we can hear. We have to expect him to talk. I mean, we know he's talking all the time. We talked about that last week. But we have to have our receivers well able to hear. Amen? We have to have our receivers. And so we're going to talk about some of those things that will, that will help with that today. Okay? Hearing God's voice. Now, um, just a little bit of background. You, you hear me say this all the time, but we are a three-part being, remember? We are a three-part being, spirit, soul, and body. Spirit first is primarily who we are. And God is a spirit, so God communicates from his spirit to our spirit. Everybody understand that? So God is a spirit being and he communicates to our spirit. Okay, so we are a three-part being and I, I'm not going to, it's First Thessalonians 5, 23 that talks about the three parts. We weren't going to go there. Um, every man, every person, whether they're born again or not, they have a spirit in them. You understand what I'm saying? So every person, every person hears, can hear a voice coming. From their spirit man. Now the thing that makes the difference. Is that when we get born again. We become a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. That stony that stony heart. That stony part. That un, unrenewed part of us. Is taken out. And we are given a new new being. A new spirit. Amen. Or transformed I should say. Okay so. Um, let's look at 2 Corinthians please. So 2 Corinthians 5.17, and this I'm going to read out of Amplified, and it should, be, uh, it should be one that is very much um, a part of your heart. 5.17, therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ, the Messiah, he is a new creature altogether, a new creation. The old previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away, and behold, the fresh and new has come that's what happens to each one of you when you got born again that old icky nature (laughs) got kicked out and the new man came amen the new things came all right so and let's look at ezekiel please and this is still going to be i'm primarily out of the amplified today quite a bit so much of it read exactly what i wanted to say but ezekiel 11 chapter 11 verse 19 and i will give them one heart a new heart and i will put a new spirit within them and i will take the stony unnaturally hardened heart out of their flesh and will give them a heart of flesh sensitive and responsive to the touch of their god amen so that's what happens when you get born again okay let's go to first peter then please All talking about the heart. Here's what we're doing. 1 Peter. Chapter 3. Again, of Amplified. But let it be the inward adorning and beauty of the hidden person of the heart. See that the the inner man is what we can't see that. We don't know that we see. We see our. 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 body we we have a we have a body we have a soul which is the mind will and emotions and then we are we're spirit we're spirit primarily spirits. so this scripture verse um for even this scripture verse here helps us to understand that we are not we are not just um um everything that we see we there is a hidden man of the heart that we need to be aware of okay And um, again, but let it be the inward adorning and beauty of the hidden person of the heart with incorruptible and unfading charm of a gentle and peaceful spirit, which is not anxious or wrought up, but is very precious in the sight of God. So basically we're talking about here, we're we're, um, looking at the hidden man of the heart. So you see, you can't, you, you can't see your spirit, man. You just have to know that you were created in his image you're created in the image of God you are a spirit being and that's how he's going to communicate to you is from spirit to spirit he's not going to come out here and yak 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 he's going to talk to your inner man your inner man's going to get it over to your mind okay all right so 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 you understand that and, and then let's look at second timothy goes along with this one as well i like to um i like to prove and share what i'm with you, the scripture verses that have to do with what I'm talking about. So this is Second Timothy 1.14. Guard and keep with great care the precious and excellently adapted truth, which has been entrusted to you by the help of the Holy Spirit, who makes his home in us. Okay, so we are a spirit being. So who makes his home in us? Who makes his home in us? The Holy Spirit does. It's two two different things, okay? The Holy Spirit makes his home in us. See, we accept Jesus as Lord, which is a free gift. Then we accept the person of the Holy Spirit, which is a free gift who comes to dwell in us, in our spirit, in our spirit, okay? Everybody get that? (laughs) And so... So um, he dwells in us. The Holy Spirit dwells in us. If you have asked him to do that, he's a free gift. If you have asked him to do that, then he's there and he's there forever till you go to be with the Lord. Amen. Okay. So, so just to know, that's why you can say greater is he that's in me than he that's in this world. And besides the Holy Spirit, you have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit all dwelling within you. So that's why you can say, Greater is He that's in me than He that's in this world. So there shouldn't be any reason why you should be beat down or in cares and anxiety because you've got the greater one in you. Amen? Greater is He that's in us than He that's in this world. We shouldn't be sad. We shouldn't have sadness. We shouldn't have um, uh, discouragement. We shouldn't have cares and anxieties, right? (laughs) That was a big resounding. That's right. That's right. Okay, well, we'll get to a little bit more to that. Um, God will use your spirit to lead you and guide you into all truth remember that scripture verse when jesus said i gotta go the holy spirit's going to come and he's going to do these things for you he's going to lead you and guide you into all truth he's going to show you things to come amen and so do you realize that that's one of those remember way back there was a scripture there was a word that the lord gave do you know Do you know that Jesus paid the price for you to be healed? Do you know the Holy Spirit dwells within you? Do you know you can hear his voice on a regular basis? Do you know that? Do we know that? Yeah, amen. Well, we should. Okay, let's look at Proverbs 20, please. Proverbs 20, 27. So our job is then to learn to listen to his leading, know his leading, know his leading uh, and know his voice when he's talking to us. So because he wants to lead you and guide you into all truth, he doesn't want to lead you into danger. And do you know, that's going to be so important in the hour and the time times we're in now, but the hour that we're in. So he'll prompt you. Don't go there. Don't go to that Walmart today. Don't go there. well, Why? We don't need to know why, but if you have a prompting not to go, don't go. You understand what I'm saying? Because he knows more about what's going on down the road from you than you do. He knows more about where you've been than you do. The Holy Spirit wants to help us with everything. And so you've heard me say so many times that he knows all about you. He knows more about you than you do. He really does. And that makes you want to get on your knees and thank God for what he did through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen. Makes you want to get on your knees and praise him. Amen. Because we have a help. We have a help in this hour. We have someone that's here to help us. We're not orphans. We're not by ourselves. We have a help. Say, I have. I help. That's the Holy Spirit who's come to dwell in me to be with everyone that wants him he's come to show us things to come to lead us and guide us into all truth we are so grateful father we're so thankful we give you praise and glory praise and glory thank you father thank you father So, you know, the Holy Spirit will tell you if you need to take your money out of the stock market. The Holy Spirit will tell you whether to go buy this today or or if it's going to be on sale next week. I mean, he may not say, okay, that's going to be on sale next week. He may just say, don't buy it today. Two weeks later, it's half price. That's the help of the Holy Spirit. I mean, it can be simple things like that or it can be profound things like don't don't go you know there was testimony after testimony of people that did not go to work the day of 9 11 and they're still alive today i'm talking about the towers that came down they're still alive today because the holy spirit or something happened the holy spirit was oh i don't think i'm going to go today i don't know why i just don't i'm going to go play golf you know what i mean? You know, what I mean, the Holy Spirit will lead us and guide us into all truth every minute of every day. But we got to let him we have to be quick to obey him. OK, Pro- Proverbs 20, 27, please. The spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord searching all the innermost parts of his being. So, you know, we've talked about how this this spirit, the Holy Spirit searches out what's going on on the inside of you. He knows exactly what you have been doing behind closed doors (laughs) he knows exactly what you have said that was wrong that brought you into bondage he knows exactly whether it's something you said or did he knows what your thought life is and if it's not lining up with the word of God he's going to talk to you about it and thank God we got somebody like that on our side that will let us know we're missing it and then we can do something about it amen And, you know, I've told you before, I am always listening. I'm always listening to see what he's saying. I'm always listening. Should I be doing this right now or should I not? Am I bothered about this or am I not? Sometimes if I'm bothered in my inner man, it means I'm to pray. Sometimes I can just, you know, I've got a situation now that I'm listening and sorting out. Do I or do I not do that? You know, and so you listen, you pray. You pray in your prayer language, and he makes things clearer to you. That's why the help of the Holy Spirit praying in your prayer language is so important. There's so many benefits in that, and that is one of them. That he makes that, that which seems muddy and I can't hear clearly, he makes it more profound and more clear. Okay? I'm just going to read you something here that I I saw um, that I thought was really good. God uses the spirit of man as a light to search out the inward part, parts and determine what is good or bad, okay? The spirit is that which knows the mind. The spirit knows the mind. He knows the seat of the will, the seat of the will and the conscience. It is by searching man that God brings to light what is in him by searching, searching. We have the help of the Holy Spirit who will reveal everything to you. Amen? Amen. We have the help of the Holy Spirit. I can't, I can't express that enough, but I am so grateful and so thankful to that um, because I can tell you there's times in my past where I'd, I'd be in a greater bondage right now. I would not be doing what I'm doing right now if I hadn't heard what the Lord told me to do. If I had just ignored it. See, he's always talking. He's always talking. And if you make a mistake and you go this way, he'll start working with you. Uh Uh-uh, don't do that. Don't go there. Don't do that. Stop doing that. Repent. And he will do that. He'll work with you and get you back on the right track. But don't go willfully do this. Don't go the wrong way willfully. There's a greater consequences for that. Don't go, go, don't go that way willfully. But if you make a mistake, he'll help you turn it around. Okay, he's that good. God is that merciful. He's that good. There's that grace out there to to be able to to uh, walk that out. Okay. Okay. So um, let's look at Psalms 139 again. This is going to be out of amplified. Psalms 139. I cannot say enough, and you're probably going to, no, I'm not going to say that. (laughs) I cannot say enough, (laughs) almost said something wrong. I cannot say enough how important it is to know how much God loves you, how much he is for you, and everything that he has given you and equipped you with to make right choices, to do the right things. Amen? And and, um, let's look at Psalm 139. We're going to start with verse 1. O Lord, you have searched me thoroughly and have known me. You know my down-sitting and my uprising. You understand my thought afar off. And I'm reading out the Amplified, remember. Verse um, 23 then, jump down to 23, please. Search me, this is our heart cry. Search me thoroughly, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there is any wicked or hurtful way in me and leave me in, in the way everlasting. See, See, we have the help of the Holy Spirit to help us know where we're missing it, but we have a heart to want to know. We have to have a heart to want to know. And he'll do it. He'll show you what you need to do to correct, what you need to correct in your life. And it's those areas of, Correcting that we have more of life flowing through us. I've talked about this a number of times. We have more love able to flow through us. It's those times when we, we it's revealed to us we maybe didn't know we were in a, an area of unforgiveness. But the Holy Spirit, that's his job. That's his job. And if we do our part by crying out and asking him to search us, if we do our part by praying in tongues, if we do our part by meditating the word of God, if we do our part, then He's going to reveal it to us. We don't have to go digging for anything. We don't have to do that. And the Holy Spirit's a gentleman, and He will reveal to you this thing, and then this thing, and this thing. Now He may not He may not reveal this thing down here. He knows whether you're ready to hear all that, <laughs> but He may start here, and you're obedient to correct this place right here. Then He'll say, okay let's correct this place right here. And then he'll say, let's correct this place over here. But he knew you couldn't start there. You understand what I'm saying? He's a gentleman. He loves you. He loves me. And he wants us to get into a place where we're, we're a willing vessel and we have his life flowing through us. So the more the Holy Spirit helps us correct these areas, the more anointing life flows through us, the more the gifts of the spirit are going to be readily available to us to use, the more, uh, he's going to use us. Does that make sense? The more he'll use us. Um, now when, when I minister to people and I hear what the Lord tells me about a person, that doesn't mean it's that easy for me myself. When, when I when I, I have to hear God's voice the same way you guys are going to have to do it. You know, I have to hear it myself, you know. Now, I I can hear it in prayer, which I really like to do that. But I also can hear it if he's telling me, if I ask him something and I go on about my business, immediate, he may immediately answer, he may not. But if you spent your time praying, if you spent your time meditating the word, if you have spent your time in the word, and being obedient to be a doer of the word. You're strengthening your spirit man. So that when God is talking to you. You're going to know that that's his voice talking. And it's not the stranger's voice. It will always line up. Whatever you hear will always line up with the word of God. Because the spirit and the word always agree. God will never tell you something that doesn't. Is not in his word or doesn't agree with that. Okay. He'll never do that. So, so um, I started to say when I'm when I'm ministering to people, I may hear a word from the Lord. Um, sometimes that's a word of knowledge functioning, but uh, I hear His voice to minister to people. It doesn't come that easy for me to minister to myself i don't really do that but anyway it's it's different it's just different because that's a it's a a different um situation it's more of the gifts of the spirit that are working in that so we still all need to have to function function in line with his word amen and be obedient to it so we need to have let's look at matthew 10 uh, matthew 13 9 please And this is still going to be able to amplify Matthew thirteen nine, He who has ears to hear, let him be listening and consider and perceive and comprehend by hearing. So we, if you have ears to hear, and that, that is one of the very first things that we need to do. We need to expect to hear. We need to have our ears uh, ready to hear what God's saying to us, you know. And so much of the time we are so mentally involved in every situation that we block out. By just being mentally involved, we block out what God's trying to get across to us. You understand what I'm saying? We mentally block that out. Because one thing that's going on when that happens, we can be in so much care and anxiety about a situation, we don't hear his voice and he's got the answer. He's already got the answer. You know... You know, he does have the answer to every situation. He has the answer to every situation because he knows all about you. He knows what you need and when you need it. He knows what's going on with you right now. What's going to go on with you after you leave church. He knows exactly what's going on. And he knows he knows all about you. Amen. Okay. So do you expect to hear from God? You don't have to raise your hands. <laughs> Do you expect to hear from God? We should all have that expectancy to hear from him, right? We should, all, we should all expect to hear from him. Say, I expect to hear the voice of God. I expect to hear him when he talks to me. I expect all the time, knowing God is always talking, I can hear. Amen, I can hear. Okay, so if you aren't expecting, if you aren't expecting, what's wrong? If you you aren't expecting to hear, (laughs) if you have a radio and you turn it on, are you expecting to hear something from the radio? If you never turn it up, (laughs) are you expecting to hear anything? No, no so so it's the same it's the same principle you can turn on your t v and you can turn on your radio but if you if you don't expect to hear anything, you'll never go over there and turn it up well yeah i I can remember when we first moved on Lincoln way that um we didn't really have much for t v we had some videos, and so we moved over on Lincoln way <laughs> we had um let's see I don't even know where the antenna was, but we had some kind of a stake close to a tree. And so the only way we could tune in a station was to turn this antenna one way or the other to get the station. So so if we wanted to watch this, then we had to turn it this way. If we wanted to watch this, we had to turn it this way. And so sometimes Richard would be the one that would have to go out. No matter what the weather was, he'd have to go out. Little Richard, I'm talking not my, not Dick. But he would have to go out and turn that antenna to find the right, right place where we could receive the picture. So, and I would stand at the window and then when the picture came in, I said, Oh, that's good right there. That's good. You know, sounds kind of archaic, doesn't it? But that's the way we did it. It's the same principle. We have to make sure we're hearing what God wants to say and have our antennas turned that way. Amen. Okay. So, um, let's see. So you are responsible to make sure that you're You're in a place to receive what he has to say. The more you pray in tongues, the more you're going to become attuned. I've I've told this lots of times as if that's not the focus. But the more you pray in tongues, the more you're going to become attuned to the Holy Spirit leading you. Whether it's the gifts of the Spirit, whether he's talking to you or whatever it is, you become sensitive to that. All right. Um, So here's a few things that I jotted down myself just to share with you. Um, I, I've got James 3.17 down here so if you want to look there real quick um, James 3.17 okay oh yeah okay this is um. but the wisdom from above is first pure then peaceful this helps you understand sometimes when you hear it should bring you peace when you hear something the Lord says, it should bring you to a place of peace. And and the first thing that's primarily that's important is it should line up with the Word of God. But have you ever been praying in the Spirit and you heard you heard something from the Lord and that peace flooded you at the same time? You heard something from the Lord? That's what that's that's referring to there. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, reasonable full of mercy, good fruits, unwavering, and without hypocrisy. Again, it will always line up with the word of God. So um, um, we've, we've been working with the kids downstairs and learning their inner witness. I don't know if any of you guys that have kids have heard them talking about that. But one thing that we we would have them do is that we'd have them close their eyes and um, um just do that for a minute, close your eyes. I'm going to describe a situation to you. I want you to listen on the inside. okay. This situation is about uh two people, and um the one person is is homeless and has nothing nothing at all and You just came out of Walmart and you have been given you had money to buy everything you wanted and you see this homeless person that has nothing and you um you go over to them and you realize they have nothing and they they have uh, need a coat and it's getting cold and you decide you're going to help them and you're going to go get them a coat. How does that make you feel? Doesn't that make you feel, you can look up here now, doesn't that make you feel yummy on the inside? <laughs> Makes you feel excited about serving God? Doesn't that make you feel... Yeah, yeah, I want to do some more of this. Okay, and close your eyes. This is another, that helps you understand what your witness, your witness would, you just be so excited on the inside. Okay, close your eyes. Okay, here's another situation. Um, You have, um, this is probably kind of more of a high school age, but you'll get the understanding, but you have a, a couple of friends. They're really good friends with you and you 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 spend time together and you don't want them to think little of you but they they they're talking about going to the casino and they're going to go get a meal there and and maybe if they get an opportunity they're going to grab some coins and pay that play the slots and they want you to go they think they, they just want you to be with them and they want you to go do that and and, um, your mom and dad have told you not to do that, not to go go to those places and and okay, how do you feel on the inside about doing that with your friends? Hmm? Does that bother you? makes you feel bothered on the inside It should It should because you're not only disobeying your parents, but you're you're thinking about doing some stealing and and doing something wrong. Amen. Okay, so that just kind of helps you. Your inner witness is is one that will make you feel um, encouraged and blessed. Um, if if you if it comes to you, you know, like for example, um, I'm just trying to think of one of my own examples. Um, like I said, I I have um, um, the other day I had to I had to go pray about a situation, and I knew it on the inside I was bothered. I just felt bothered here and I needed to I needed to go pray and intercede. But he will let you know in your inner man, he'll let you know there's a problem with something. It's either you or it's something you need to pray about, you know. Well this I knew the situation it was um, after it was on a Saturday night and I had list, listened to Zach and practicing praise and I knew that this person came up before me and I needed to leave. I need to go pray about the situation and so so he'll he'll he wants he needs our help in prayer he needs you to be obedient to do what he tells you to do and and so he is here to help you amen okay so we have that inner witness um, God doesn't pressure you or force you to do what he tells you to do he's not going to do that He's not going to put pressure on you. Who puts the pressure on the devil? The devil puts pressure on you. Anytime I've told you this before. Anytime I feel pressure to have to do something, I don't do it. I said, Nope, I I need to pray about that. And I back up until I can get God's God's understanding my own. Okay. Okay. Um, so, um, God's voice usually is gentle, quiet, unless there's a then unless there's a situation that um is is a critical situation. He's he's trying to get you to stop it now. Stop stop don't go any further. He'll he, it can be louder. Um He doesn't make you he doesn't demand you to obey him and um his his voice may contradict what your flesh wants to do. His voice may contradict what your flesh wants to do your flesh a lot of times folks our flesh wants to be angry our flesh wants to be um, jealous our flesh wants to uh, tell somebody off (laughs) those aren't things that are godly right right no yeah so so a lot of times his voice will overrule and contradict that and and another thing that i have noticed if if i hear something that i believe the lord's telling me to do And um, I'm not real sure. I will wait on it. I'll wait. And he'll nudge me. He'll nudge me again. And I'm still not sure. He'll just keep nudging you. He'll keep nudging you. Finally, you know, if he's nudged you maybe 10 times, no, I'm just saying, nudged you a few times, you'll know that's what he wants you to do, okay? And again, it will always line up with the word, Okay. Always lying. Okay, so let's see. Um, This is the thing that we need to do now to build up our spirit man. You know, a lot of us will go go walking. We'll go um, to the Y and lift weights. And um, or we'll, there's a lot of things that we'll do to make our physical bodies much better, much better shape, doing really good. And then there's a lot of things that we do to make our mind in shape. We read this, we watch this, we watch something good. I'm not talking about ugly stuff. We we may read books, we may go here and get schooling. Whatever we do to build our mind up. But what do we do to build our spirit man up? So much of the time when I minister to people, their spirit man is just a pruney looking thing. I wondered the first time I saw that, I thought, what is that? You know, but it was just it was a spirit being that had not been fed the word of God, had not prayed in tongues had not done anything where God was concerned. And so so we try to we try to live a godly life. We try to. Yeah, I want miracles to happen. We, I want this to happen and I want that to happen. But we've got pruny spirit man. We want all that stuff to happen. But what have we done to build ourselves up? Worship is another one that will build your inner man up. Worship, all of that, worship, reading the word, fasting, all of that builds your inner man up. We need to have our inner man stronger and 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 more in tune with God than our than our flesh. But we're so and rightfully so, we There's nothing wrong with walking and getting exercise and eating all the right things and reading the right, you know, material to to make our mind sharper about things. There's nothing wrong with that. But are we giving the spirit man enough time too? Are we building him up? Are we building him up or is our mind going to be in the dominant position? Or is our physical body going to be in the dominant position? We want our spirit man dominating. Our spirit man needs to dominate. Amen? so so one thing we can do is we can meditate the word of God we can meditate meditate think about the word think about it that's not a one-time shot I found that the Holy Spirit helps me greatly with that but we can we can still do it on our own meditate means to mutter 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 the word mutter the word And I find myself, especially if I've got a scripture verse, I'm always thinking about it. I'm in the car, I'm thinking about the scripture verse, or I'm speaking it out, I'm thinking, oh, all of a sudden one word of that scripture verse jumps at me and i got to go look it up. So see, meditating is not just muttering, but it is muttering, but it's seeking, it's finding out what does that word mean in that scripture verse. How is that word going to help me? How is this whole scripture verse going to help me? See, it's more than just muttering. It's 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 meditating. It's seeking. It's finding. It's finding the the whole um, everything about that scripture verse. And then you know when you have it becomes a, um, you know when you're putting a puzzle together. Zach was putting one together the other night. You know when you put a puzzle together. When you get that scripture verse and it's a solid one for you, and you know that you know that you know as much as you do about it, you can plug that in and then, priest, in the whole picture of you, you're growing, you're getting stronger with your spirit man, you're becoming wise about all situations, you're able to hear the voice of God, you're making steps in line with what he wants you to do. Amen? Isn't that what we want? (laughs) Isn't that what we want? Yes, amen. Okay, so Joshua 1 8, please. And the amplified. And we're okay on time. I hope you're enjoying this as much as I am. I mean, I, I need to hear all this myself, guys. You know what I mean? I need to be encouraged and told these same things. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm teaching myself, okay, guys? All right, so meditate. Joshua 1 8. I'm really excited about this word because I think I've been asking the Lord, I said, Lord. there's something needs to change what is it something needs to change and it's meditating the word it's building up our spirit man on the inside and do you know do you know those things can bring a great amount of change all around you just because you become obedient to meditate the word of god just because you become obedient to become a doer and not just to hear only of the word you know all those things make your spirit and i've told you this before but i'm kind of at it from a different angle you know because we we so much of the time we uh we just read the word and that's it that's it that's all we do we do we don't we are not a doer of the word we need to be a doer you understand what i'm saying when i say a doer of the word not just to hear only okay there's lots of meat in this today and um you may have to chew this up and spit it. Not, not don't spit it out. <laughs> chew it up and get it really chewed up good, and then and then put it to work in your life. So Joshua one eight, this book of the law shall not depart out of out of your mouth or my mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe and do according to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way pr- prosperous. And then you shall deal wisely and have good success. So I know everybody wants to be prosperous. Everybody wants to have success in their life. Everybody wants to have everything just going easy and nice. And it doesn't mean, I'm not saying you're not going to encounter various trials and circumstances, but in the midst of them, it can be just like a, a a smooth road of glass. You know what I mean? It can be easy. It can be easy in the midst of a trial and a circumstance because you have the opportunity to hear from God because you hear His voice and He knows exactly what you need to help you keep moving. Make that road easy, an easy road, not a bumpy road, not a bumpy road. Because He'll hear and tell you what to do in the midst of circumstances and trials, tribulations. That's why we can count it all joy when we encounter various trials. We can count it all joy. Okay. And one thing about a, a, a trial and a circumstance, you know it's not God doing it, don't you? God doesn't do that. He doesn't test you. He doesn't do those things. God does not do that if he was doing that then why would he tell you to have faith right why would he so so god doesn't god doesn't um set up a test for you to see if you can pass it god doesn't do that god doesn't do that okay so um Meditate, mutter, think about it. Um, another one that's really good with this is Psalms 1, please. Psalms 1. And that will be um, verses 1 through 4, please. Blessed. Happy, fortunate, prosperous, and enviable is the man who walks and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly, following their advice, their plans and purposes, nor stands submissive and inactive in the path where sinners walk, nor sits down to relax and rest where the scornful and the mockers gather. But his delight and desire are in the law of the Lord and on his law, the precepts, instructions, the teachings of God he habitually meditates, ponders, and studies by day and by night. And he shall be like a tree firmly planted and tended by the streams of water, ready to bring forth his fruit in, in its season. His leaf also shall not fade or wither, and everything he does shall prosper and come to maturity. Amen? Amen. That's... that's a an an example of what we just talked about in being able to um put to work the word the other thing um is being a doer of the word and that's James one twenty two. please and this um James one twenty two. but prove yourselves doers of the word and not merely hearers who delude themselves or deceive themselves um, If and for if anyone is the hearer of the word and not a doer he is like a man who looks at his natural face in a mirror so we need to be a, a doer of the word and let's, I just want to give you an example of that um, um, let's look at Philippians and we'll, we'll wind up with that scripture verse Philippians please you know, God says that, you know, if we love him, we'll, we'll keep his commandments. And that's one of them is being a doer of the word and not just to hear. So Philippians four, please. Um, Philippians four. I want to show you a little bit about that. Four, six says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. What's the doer part in that? What's the doer part? Does anybody know? Pray. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Be anxious. Be anxious is the first doer part. Stop being anxious. Stop it. It's not going to get you anything but wrinkles. Cross your forehead. (laughs) It's not going to get you anything but sickness and disease. I could say it that way. It's not going to get you anything but more misery, more cares and anxieties. I says, be anxious for nothing. So he's telling you right there, you need to cast the care upon the Lord. Be anxious. So we hear that, be anxious for nothing. Well, then we need to be a doer of that. Cast the care, it goes on to say. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your quest be made known to God. So instead of being anxious, we cast the care on the Lord. And then with thanksgiving. Okay, and then he goes on down through there. I've used this a number of times with people and working with them. Uh, He goes on down there and tells you to think on the right things. Well, if he's going to tell you to think on the right things and you don't do it, are you a doer of the word? That's what he means by being a doer of the word. If he tells you what to do in the word, which so many times there is a God side and a man side, and the man side has to do what the God side said. If the man side wants what the God side promised. (laughs) don't ask me to say that again anyway okay so so you can go on down here to verse 8 and see everything you're supposed to think on right ah i knew there was another announcement don't let me don't leave without telling me asking me okay so (laughs) but so anyway so so there's a number of things in that whole scripture verse that we can be a doer of the word on we can be a doer Amen. Amen. So so we can hear the word, but we have to be a doer if we want it to work in our lives. And every time you do the word, it builds you up on the it builds you up. It just builds you up. You become stronger and stronger. Meditating the word of God, being a doer of the word, putting it first place. It needs to be first place. And and whenever God talks to you, When he gives you instruction, remember, he's always talking. Whenever he gives you instruction, let him be quick to do what he tells you to do. You know it, be quick to do it. Be quick to do it. Sometimes I know I have waited too long. I still went and did what he told me to do, but I should have been quicker to do it. You know, whether it's giving somebody some money, whatever it is. I I, I just, I knew it, but you know you want to drag your feet oh is that right is that right well then it keeps coming around and coming around and i and i should have been quicker to do it you know and so so be quick to do what he says in his work what he tells you to do now see you can hear his voice or you can be reading the word and something just jumps out at you and and he, the lord connects it with something he's already told you to do he'll he'll talk to you that way as well okay All right, so God is good. God is good. God is good. God is good, and he wants you to hear his voice and not only hear it, but do it. Amen? That's the same with being a doer of the word. Same thing. Same thing. Okay. Father, we just want to thank you, Father, for your word that is alive and active and sharper than a two-edged sword. We thank you, Father, that we hear your voice and the voice of a stranger we do not follow. We thank you, Father, that peace rules and reigns in our mind and our emotions, and that we do have the help of the Holy Spirit, the help of the Holy Spirit. Father, we are so grateful, so thankful, Father, for all that you've provided through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. I am grateful, Father. We are grateful, and we thank you, Father, for doing that. And everybody said, Amen. The other announcement that I had was uh, I, I got a call from Billy. Rob knows Billy the other day. And um, Billy Tweed pastors a church in Oskaloosa. And he, he was from around this area. I call him Billy. <laughs> but everybody knows him as Bill. But i just known him a long time, so I call him Billy. But anyway, <clears throat> him and... Um, Uh, His last name's Conley. It's Faith Wins. Faith Wins and um, David Barton. Everybody know David Barton. Anyway, um, they're coming here to do a, not here, uh, Cedar Rapids. And Billy is helping with that. And um, there's a pastor in Cedar Rapids. Anyway, what they're doing is they're trying to get the church um, involved and encouraged in um, <clears throat> he was saying that 60 percent of the church does not vote. 60 percent of America, of the church, does not vote, and so they're they are, are um, trying to do this and get this get people woke up to doing the right things. They had gone into. Do you remember the governor in Georgia? Um, they were talking about him. He was. Um, aborting babies after they were born. He was allowing that to happen in that in that state. I think it was Virginia. Am I right? Anyway, there were some other things that was going on in the schools there. And um, this Faith Win, Wins organization and David Barton went in and they talked and they got, I think, some 300 churches. They just got a lot of people signed up and they got, I think, 70,000 people signed up to vote. And they won that um governorship but they have a good conservative christian governor governor in there now that billy was telling me about now has been making right choices and doing right things for the state of virginia now um so they're they're just um about waking up the church they're about getting the church woke up in this hour so that um they're not complacent you know so anyway this meeting that's going on it's a luncheon he sent me a flyer, and so I, I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to put that flyer on the Great Commission Church page. Because my understanding, um, I think anybody can go. Is that? Do you understand that? Oh, it's just pastors. Oh, tr- and church leadership. Limited numbers. Okay. <laughs> I was trying to find that on the on the on the paper um, on the flyer. I, I messaged him back and I said, can I bring somebody? He said, yes. And then I said, what's my limit in being able to bring? <laughs> and he didn't answer that one. So, um, so anyway, I, I, I don't know. I, maybe I need to find that out better before I put in. So if you don't see anything up, you'll know it's, it's not until the middle of September anyway. So, uh, um, I just thought, Oh, I was going to take the whole church over <laughs> anyway. Um, so um, I will keep you posted on that. I'm glad you kind of knew about that. But, yes. Well, it's really important that we, you know, like I we shared um, um, with the school prayer thing that's going on and praying for our city, we do that in uh, our government on Wednesday nights. And so uh, you don't have to just be Wednesday nights. Please be praying for for our country as well as our city and things that are going on to be exposed. And um, so I just want to encourage you to do that. You're all welcome on Wednesday nights. I think there will be a few things changing on Wednesday nights, but we'll see if it's not in concrete yet in my thinking (laughs) i'm being nudged (laughs) anyway so so um yeah please be praying and um let's just pray shall we for our schools right now in case you can't get there and for our government our city um because we represent a number of different towns here as well father god we just want to lift up to you we want to lift up our schools and our children we thank you father that you um You don't like things being hidden in the dark. So, Father, we ask you to expose things that are hidden in the dark. Bring them to the light. Father, we ask you to remove people in places of authority. ...that are not um, wanting to follow you. We ask you to remove them or change their hearts. And we just thank you, Father, that you're rearranging our government system here as well as in our nation. And that, Father, your your truth will prevail. Your truth will be made known. We thank you, Father, for meeting the needs of this community and the surrounding communities... ...by exposing everything that is hidden in the dark in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father, for the change. We welcome the change... And help us, Father, to be a light in a dark place. Help us to say and do the right things. Help us to be that beacon of light in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen.